Welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. One of the important themes here on this podcast, as well as on the IWM blog and in our live events, the webinars, a theme that we want to come back to as a community of cross-cultural missionaries is this portrait of mission in the Bible. You see, Bible is our ultimate guide. It's God's voice. It's His voice in our lives and our ministries. And it has so much to say about God's mission and how He designs it. We are part of it, and you would agree with that. This is why we're doing what we're doing. We were called to it, to these kind of ministries. We chose it. Now, let's take another glimpse together on the mission, this time in the Old Testament. Another picture of God's mission in the Old Testament. My counterpart today is Andrew Tompkins. Andrew is an associate professor at World Missions Department at the Andrews University Seminary. Andrew is a missionary. He's a missionary kid. He also served cross-culturally as an adult. He tells part of his story in the interview itself, so don't miss that. With that, let's switch over to the conversation with Andrew. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission Weekly Podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org podcast to view this podcast's show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. Andrew, welcome to the Institute of World Mission podcast. Thank you for having me, Alex. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Now, with you, we would like to continue or build up, actually, our conversation on biblical theology and how it relates to cross-cultural mission. So today, let me start with this question. Do we find a mission commission in the Old Testament? And if yes, what kind is it? If not, why not? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, of course, many people, when they think of the Great Commission in Matthew, they think of that as the only commission. Um, other scholars have argued uh, that in the Old Testament, there is indeed um, a commission, and often they will point to Genesis uh, 12, uh, chapter 1, when God calls um, Abram, he says, I'm calling you to be a blessing to the nations, uh, which I agree that is a form of commission. However, I actually have come to the conclusion that that commission is rooted in an even earlier commission uh, found in Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28, uh, which predates uh, sin in this world, actually. Uh, and the commission was from God to humanity, and he commissioned them to be fruitful and multiply and oversee the earth uh, in a benevolent way. In other words, to live in the good earth God created for them and to use the things around them and their own creative abilities and uh, their imagination from their minds to live in a way that was in good uh, standing with God, with each other, and with the earth. And all subsequent commissions are just a reminder of the Genesis 1, 26 to 28 commission. So there is a commission, and the commission is to live in the world as God purposed for humans and to flourish using the talents and gifts God gives us in the world we are in with the stuff around us. So every subsequent commission, as it were, whether that's Abraham or Jesus, is calling 
humanity back to that original commission. Thank you, Andrew. Our audience uh, here on the IWM podcast is mostly cross-cultural missionaries. And it's important, uh, I deeply believe that it is so important that we base what we do, because we spend our lives in the mission field as missionaries, that we base what we do on the Bible, that we understand God who took us where we are and who teaches us through his word. And um, in this interview and in the future ones in our Biblical Theology series, um, we will actually be building this foundation up. And now as we're talking Old Testament, of course, we know that most of the Old Testament is about Israel, the Jewish nation. And the question is, how can we explain this almost total absence of missionary concern, apparent, I should say, but um, a total absence of missionary concern among Israelites for other nations. Is that how God designed it or maybe not? What's going on there? Yeah, so, um, of course, there are various angles to think about and look at um, Israel and how they related to God and the wider world around them. Um, I think if we're going to jump back to your first question, God has called all humanity um, to not only follow him, but to live within the worlds he created as he desired to flourish. Uh, and of course, he made that promise to Noah that he would bless all humanity, including the animals and the earth as well. So uh, when God called Israel, it's within those broader um, promises. So he's desiring that the Israelites would follow and live out his way of life among the nations. Uh, so clearly it's, it's a missional intent. His desire is both for Israel because they are learning, they are growing, they came out of Egypt, they had lost a lot of their understanding of who God was, so they're learning. And as they're learning, uh, Exodus 19 is clear they were meant to mediate that out towards the nations. So they were clearly called for a missional intention uh, to share the love and flourishing that God desires for humanity um, and, the, and the story of salvation through the sacrificial system. The question is, did they do a good or bad job of that? Well, um, maybe in the great thrust of watching Israel, it would appear to some they did a poor job. But if you take individual narratives, you actually find many examples of good jobs being done amongst the bad, maybe thr overall thrust. You do have several examples of Israelites mingling and interacting with other nations, people from other nations, sharing God's love with them in various ways. Um, maybe a little later we can talk about some of those. Um, while the nation of Judah and Israel eventually both kind of more and more of the people went into idol worship and lost that original connection to God, which then messed up their ability to share. Even in that, God's exiling of Israel could be seen not only as a punishment, but I would argue more appropriately as helping Israel fulfill that original calling to go to the nations. Uh, that seems to be the intent. Is You were supposed to be out there sharing my love with Babylon and these places, and you didn't do a very good job, so I'm going to help you do that by sending you there in exile. And then you have Daniel, who did a pretty good job in Babylon. So we could say they failed, or there aren't many examples. I would 
strongly disagree with scholars, and there are some who argue mission is absent from the Old Testament. I think that's a very poor reading of the Old Testament uh, and lacks careful um, analysis because uh, I think it's all through the Old Testament. Thank you, Andrew. So as missionaries hearing what you're saying, basically what I'm hearing is the Old Testament is a missionary book. It is a book to root our mission in as well as the New Testament. So it has a lot to tell us about God's mission and uh, uh, some good things uh, about this mission and how to do this mission. I, before I move to the next question, I just want to highlight a particular phrase you've used several times already, which is God's intention to share love and his intention for the nations to flourish. I think this is beautiful language that underscores what we as missionaries do. And I know that you have spent uh, years in the mission field. And before we continue, you know, with the Old Testament mission, can you just tell us a little bit of your cross-cultural mission story? Yeah, so um, the bulk of my uh, time living outside of the context where I was from or born in was in India. Um, I lived there for a number of years and, of course, uh, met my wife, who's Indian, and, and lived there and did various things from working in a local uh, Seventh-day Adventist school as a teacher to pastoring uh, small village churches to being involved uh, with fellow people and starting new small groups um, in places where there were no Adventists, some no Christians at all, and, and watching those grow and, and so forth. And in the process, learning much about not just India or myself, but also about God, um, uh, not just sharing who God was, but actually learning about who God is from others that I was mingling with there. Uh, and then also seeing new things in scripture especially about mission that I had never seen before because I lived and experienced things in another place. Fascinating. Now you are serving at a World Missions Department at Andrews University as assistant professor, I believe. And um, also your passion is biblical theology and, uh, of course, mission missiology. So with this background that brings you very closely to our audience, let me ask you this next question. Why is it important to take a look at the Old Testament for our mission foundation? Yeah, so there, that's a, a very good question, an important one um, that I think many Christians have actually failed to ask even the question, and they just rely on the New Testament for uh, mission theology, mission inspiration, and motivation. And I think they miss a lot, and there are a few reasons for that. One, uh, I think all mission, you can start to understand or develop a good mission theology by asking a simple question, why are human beings even here? And I would argue in order to answer that question, you're going to have to go back to creation, which is in the Old Testament. <laughs> uh, and of course, you can start to bring in other portions of scripture, including the new, to answer that question. But really, you're going to need to start with the old. And I think it's important to then from there say, look, the Bible is really one book. It's not two. We've arbitrarily decided there's an Old and New Testament. But the reality is it's one book, and it's telling the story of God and people through history. Uh, and so I think this, this kind of divide that we have created for various reasons historically between Old and New is, is probably not very helpful. Um, I prefer to look at it as one continuous story, and we now are inserting ourselves into that story. 
And if that's the case, any good story, you can't just start in the middle and understand it uh, if you read, or if you read the end first and then you, ha you need to read the whole thing to grasp where what the story is and where you fit in the story. Uh, so I don't think reading just the New Testament, you won't actually be able to fully grasp the overall arch of scripture and mission, nor will you adequately understand your part in the mission without seeing all of these stories work together for one big story, as it were, in the Bible. Andrew, I just love what you just said right now. Look, the way I heard it, the Bible is our story. I mean, we are part of God's mission, of, of his missionary endeavor, and uh, it started at some point, and now we're still a part of it, of what God does. And uh, therefore, the theology, the biblical view of things, and the motivation, inspiration that we draw from it, I mean, this is our foundation. Anyways, I, I, I get really excited about this understanding of who we as missionaries are. Now, what new or unusual can we find um, about cross-cultural mission in the Old Testament? I know it's a loaded question, but if you just give us a few glimpses, because we are, we are well aware of you know, New Testament ideas about mission. But if we look at the Old Testament, is there something for us to learn? Yeah. That's a good question. I think um, using my own experience in India, one of the challenges I faced moving to India was I was living in a place with people from, you know, other faith traditions. Uh, a majority of the people around me identified as Hindu. And it was a struggle for me to understand how can I understand scripture as it relates to this wider world of other religions and so on. And what I came to realize was in the Bible, in the Old Testament, there are actually more examples of what I would call interreligious encounters or interactions than there are in the New. Not that there aren't any in the New, but there are actually more. In other words, you have uh, God and his people or a person who follows God interacting with someone from maybe outside Israel or, or who didn't come from a background where they followed Yahweh. You have a numerous narratives that have that kind of interaction in the Old Testament. And I began to read those stories and in that process, learn many ways of how better to relate to people from other backgrounds, other faith traditions, uh, just by reading those narratives and learning how God and the people who followed him interacted with these other people. And also, it taught me how uh, you can actually learn from people from other faiths. So I'll try to give a couple examples here. Um, one example would be, for example, uh, the, the story of Naomi and Ruth. What you have there is you have Ruth, who was a Moabite, who would have grown up worshiping other gods, probably Chemosh, not Yahweh. And you have Naomi, who was an Israelite, who worshiped Yahweh. And what you have is a beautiful story of how they interacted. Uh, and you get to a point in chapter one where Ruth uh, is about to separate from Naomi, or at least that's what Naomi is telling her to do. And she says, no, I can't be separated from you. I want your people to be my people, and I want your God to be my God. And whenever you see a passage like that, you should always ask, well, why would someone say that? And in that particular case, it, it's revealing of a loving relationship. Naomi had demonstrated love and caring in a way that Ruth had never experienced, apparently. And so I began to learn what it means to be in mission is to, uh, to be patient, because that took 10 years before Ruth said that, to 
spend my life living with people, even if they claim to be Hindu or Muslim, that doesn't matter. I can live with them. Uh, but beyond that, if you notice in the story, it's not always clear who's blessing whom more. Oftentimes it's Ruth, who came from a background of idol worship and so on, who's the blessing for Naomi, which is a reminder that the Spirit of God is working among all people, and we need to be open to receiving from God, from people who may not be even from our own faith tradition, while still sharing with them our faith. That's just one example. You know, I, you can look at the story of Joseph and Daniel. You can look at uh, Elijah and the widow of Zarephath. You can, one of the more interesting ones is Pharaoh Nico and Josiah. When God speaks through Pharaoh Nico to Josiah, which of course, Pharaoh Nico was not a follower of Yahweh and Josiah was. Yet God spoke through Nico to Josiah. In Second Chronicles, you can look that up. So you have all these different kinds of things um, going on in these narratives. And, and I was able to take some of those things and apply them into my life and see how that can transform real life relationships. Andrew, my heart is moved as you were describing these several points about truth. Um, but let's, let's flip the coins. So the previous question was, what are some of the unusual perspectives we can find? And I mean, like, like I said, just these glimpses are a blessing. But if we flip the coin, what are some of the things that we take for granted completely about how we understand mission actually are based on the Old Testament? Yeah, that's a good question. I, um, what, I guess, what do you mean by take for granted? That would be... Right. Some of the things that um, are a contribution of, of the Old Testament in our understanding uh, or definition of mission that we kind of know, you know, this is what our mission is. We, uh, not that we take it for granted, but this is a usual thing for us. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. So, of course, um, for a Seventh-day Adventist audience, we have often seen, for example, um, things like the Ten Commandments are extremely important for us in mission. Uh, we see, especially the Sabbath, for example, being a major part of our message to the world, uh, validly so, of course. Um, what we may not always realize or recognize is while we're drawing on the Old Testament for that, that that itself, those commandments were part of a missional intention for then, when God was trying again to draw these Israelites and, and ultimately the nations into a flourishing with him. And those commandments are part of that big picture. If you want to flourish and you want to experience love as it's from God, these are the kinds of, this is what it looks like, basically, at those Ten Commandments. So we, we recognize that, uh, and we often are rightfully sharing those things, but I'm not sure we've always understood their broader connections that can be made there missionally from the Old Testament. You just made me think of the sanctuary service. This is the whole package around the commandments, right? And the missional implications that all those images had for, uh, for all the others that were looking on. Now, before we move into the concluding part here, Andrew, would you uh, maybe give a little bit of advice to, uh, to us as missionaries as we read the Old Testament? How should we, Adventist missionaries, read the Old Testament today to see more of our mission and service in the Bible? It's not the only way to read the Bible, um, but it is a way. 
And I think for mission, you can, you can come up with some good questions and you say, okay, I'm going to read these stories or these passages in the Old Testament and ask these questions while I'm reading to see what I find. And some of those questions can be, um, are there uh, people in this story uh, who come from non-Israelite or non-Yahweh following backgrounds? And if I can identify those, then what happens? What are what kind of relationships do I see? Uh, and if another major question I've learned to ask is, when you find people in the Old Testament who are not followers of Yahweh, and they make a statement like, now I know this is the true God, like Naaman, or um, clearly your God is unique or something, always ask, why did they make that statement? And you'll find there are many stories that have those elements. And when you ask the question, why, why did Ruth want to follow Naomi's God? You know, why, why was Darius so amazed by Daniel's God? And then you'll start to see many new things you may have missed when you read those same stories all these years uh, that well, you didn't notice the missional intent maybe behind those stories. So you can ask little questions like that. Uh, first ask, you know, who's in these stories? What are their backgrounds? And then if they, some of these elements are there, what takes place? It is interesting. We're studying the book of Isaiah in this uh, quarter uh, in our Sabbath school quarterlies. And uh, how much of uh, material there is about Jesus and this, you know, prophesied and how Isaiah interacted with different kings and their international cross-cultural situations, the advice he gave them. Uh, I mean, you know, if I would read um, in my daily readings just those Sabbath school pages, but asking the questions that you um, are suggesting that we would ask, we would already see Isaiah in um, some different light. Andrew, I have two more questions. Um, first is this. We are hoping to, to continue our series on biblical theology. And in fact, you've agreed to uh, help us continue designing it and uh, help us um, take it into the future, lead that particular theme on the IWM podcast. What's your vision for it? What, uh, what are your dreams? What would you want to accomplish with a theme like this in a conversation with missionaries? Yeah, so I think maybe what might be helpful here is my own definition of theology, which is very short, and that is the dynamic pursuing of God. And I think we all agree that as missionaries that Individually, we desire to pursue and learn more about God. And in, while we're learning about him, we also desire that others come to know him better. Uh, and so in order to do that well, we need to do all we can to learn about God uh, and how he loves others. And of course, a, a biblically-based missional theology, uh, that's what I would argue is a biblically-based missional theology, is this desire to pursue God, know more about him and how to share him, and in order to do that, you need to be reading through Scripture, in in along with praying and and asking the Holy Spirit to give you illumination. That 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 would be my argument in favor of really looking into Scripture, developing that theology in line with a missional mindset. Fantastic. Now, as we conclude, we've been talking about mission and Old Testament. Any particular book or very special website or any other kind of media resource that we can link to, maybe uh, in the show notes for our listeners that you would recommend? Yeah, so um, 
I'm sure there's way more than I'm even aware of, but there's one particular book that's been helpful for me. It's it's a large book, but you wouldn't have to read the whole thing. You could pick out parts of it. But the, the book, The Mission of God, uh, by Christopher J.H. Wright, who was an Old Testament scholar, um, is very helpful. And, and most of the book, he's focused on the Old Testament. While he does delve into the New Testament here and there, it's, it's a largely Old Testament-focused book. And it's, it is very, very good. Anybody who takes the time to even just read portions of it, I think, would be greatly blessed. Wonderful. Andrew, thank you very much. We all will be looking forward to the next episode, the next installment in this under this theme, uh, biblical theology, theology of mission, and how we can understand the Bible better and how it can inform us for our mission. Thank you very much. Before you go, please make note of several other episodes that we have on the IWM website in relation to biblical pictures of mission. These episodes are number 47, the Old Testament as Grand Narrative of God's Mission, that's how it's called, and number 8, and the title of that one is Why Thinking Biblically About Mission Benefits Every Missionary. The show notes will have links to both of these, number 47 and number 8. Now, one big thing on the IWM website that you shouldn't miss is the upcoming webinars page. It's a brand new page and it's got several of our upcoming live events, the webinars. Please look it up. Join us in targeted online video meetings, live meetings. We spend time on topics of real value for missionaries, for cross-culturally mission-minded people, for us as a community. Now, see the link to the upcoming webinars page in the show notes. With that, I say my usual, but from my heart. My name is Alex Ott and I am looking forward to seeing you next week.